All right, so we're on our next episode of Forward, and today we're talking about an interesting topic that I think some of you might be not pros have maybe seen this before, some of you haven't. Um, it's a, and uh, it's top of mind for us because last week um, we got a, a taste of, I think a, an, a, an instance of it where the downstream effects were huge um, for our clients. So um, you were knee deep in dealing with that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to kick it off by talking about what the issue is and Okay. Yeah, last week was pretty crazy because of this. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think this is an issue that we've seen for, I can't remember, maybe a couple of years, yeah. maybe a bit longer. Um, but it hasn't been as serious as this, um, at least for us. Actually, once before, it's, we've had a serious um, issue with this. But usually, um, it's, it's kind of a small uh issue that you can deal with quite quickly doesn't really cause a ton of downstream effects but what we're talking about is um spam form fills with marketo forms um you know they can be pretty vulnerable to spam attacks and and just just the way that you know marketo is set up and the way that we have things structured in marketo and triggered our form fills it can be quite easily abused through these spam form fills and over the last few years we've seen this i think progressively get worse um, and when we first started seeing this maybe you would get a few thousand leads you would see that they would you see them in the system there would all be you know qq email addresses or um, like lowercase google company name or like mickey mouse kind of like random names yeah like maybe kind of just just junk data. Junk data yeah. um, I know QQ email addresses aren't necessarily junk data, but there it would look. It would just look like a lot of it is kind of just bad data um, and just low volumes. Uh -huh. um, but then what happened last week was a bit more scary, just because of the scale and then what happened afterwards. And I think also the way that it was structured, like just knowing how the data was input and how, what yeah. the downstream effects could happen from that. So. Yeah, whoever's doing this knows how Marketo works, yeah. right? Or they know how these systems work because uh, not necessarily Marketo, I'm sure they're attacking other systems, but so what they did, right? Maybe just get into the meat of it. So what they did is very quickly, um, 125,000 leads were added into the system through multiple forms. So as we, we noticed it was happening, usually the Marketo advice and, and what clients typically do um, to just kind of put a Band-Aid on this problem is you delete the form and that means they can't attack it anymore. You replace it with another form um, and then you delete the leads, right? And so you know, we saw it come in, we, did, we deleted the form, but then they attacked another form. They ended up attacking, attacking a few forms over the course of about 24 hours. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, in this case, they had had a varying levels of attacks leading up to this over the last year, basically. And each one was smaller, kind of like they were testing yeah. the water a little bit. So then 
this is this day happened where this coordinated attack came in and all of the data came in with just legitimate looking email addresses kind of this, you know the charlie saunders at gmail.com type email addresses you know some of them in there didn't look you know maybe what they were real but 125,000 a lot were just kind of gmails ymails hotmails just all personal email addresses. I didn't see like any company email addresses in there. But email addresses is probably stolen from some kind of hack somewhere, right? Yeah. Where people have been using their personal email address to log into some account somewhere. Yeah. Probably bought this list and they just chucked it into um, this client's Marketo, uh, Marketo um, instance. Anyway, so that's a problem, of yeah. course. The other problem was in the first name field, they had text which said you know, something not very, you know, PC and, a and, and had a link. Yeah. So not all of them had a link, but about 10 to 15%, the link came through in, in the field. Yeah, so basically like malicious, like fake, basically. Yeah. So something Just to send. Get people to click that link. link, exactly. Because they knew that, okay, we go through this form, this form is going to probably have an automated trigger email that yeah. goes out. And that automated trigger email says, hello, first name, mm -hmm. token. Yeah. So that email went out to a ton of these people straight away say, saying, hello, then that text link. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, maybe that email will get caught in spam, maybe it wouldn't. But there's a lot of people out there that would have got this email from a company that they're probably not really aware of with this spam malicious link. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't know what's going to happen after that, right? Some of these people might have clicked that link. Now, they've gone infected with malware. And, you know, it's one of those things that can just cascade and get worse and worse over time. And then their first impression with that brand is like, oh, right. this, this brand has been hacked. Of course, yeah. Why, you know, and so then you instantly are like, I'm never going to open an email from them again, yeah. essentially, you know. Or mark them as spam, and now they've got um, logged as a bad sender, bad rep sending reputation. And even if these people aren't potential customers, yeah, it it doesn't matter, right? Like you, st it's still really bad to send someone who may never buy from you. Still, yeah, this type of email that hurts your deliverability on your domain. Um, it hurts your impact your reputation score, which then could impact how you can actually reach your real prospects. Yeah. And that wasn't even, I mean, that was one of the worst things, but that, there was a, like a top 10 list of bad things, all relatively equal in severity. So 125,000 new leads in the system, bad. Yeah. Emails out to thousands of people with malicious links, bad. Mm -hmm. um, of course, anyone who knows, we've got a ton of stuff in Marketo triggering off filled out form. So which is hard to stop. Right. Now, so now your scoring campaigns are triggering, your lifecycle campaigns are triggering, your standardization campaigns are triggering, all very big volume. So your whole campaign queue in Marketo has gone to shit. It's just, you know, completely bogged down by this. And that isn't the worst thing in the world, right? Because we can delete the leads and just let that all work through. But there's some triggered campaigns like the email one that actually have big implications like syncing to Salesforce. Mm -hmm. So in this instance, 
their Salesforce had performance issues. One, they hit their API limit. And two, they're even saying that some people were like locked out of their Salesforce that they can get in during this time. I don't know. I haven't like kind of looked into how that could happen, but they're having Salesforce performance issues. They hit their API limit in Salesforce. So now your connected systems are having issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know your sales team is relying on that. Salesforce is the tool that everyone's using, and your Marketo instance is causing performance issues there because of this form attack. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, and then that's your one connected tool. But then you got a ton of yeah. A lot of downstream tools that may be connected to Salesforce or Marketo, um, like enrichment tools that you're using up all your credits for that. Well, um, yeah. What so that happened here? Mm-hmm. They have Clearbit, new lead is created, trigger, mm-hmm. call webhook. So they called the webhook thousands of times to clip it to enrich those people. And that uses an API call for Marco. And, and <laughs> uses, um, you know, if you're paying by for the call with Clearbit or other enrichment tools or other connected, it's just... You hit your limits potentially even further. Yeah, or even to spend money, right? Yeah. Because if you're enriching based on how much the, each record... Yeah. Um, so you're sending emails to people you shouldn't, you're bringing down your Salesforce instance, you're spending money that you shouldn't be spending. Still, there's still more to this list. It's crazy. So, um, they had alerts being triggered mm. to internally. Because yeah, your forms, they were on their website. Because it was a demo form. Yeah. It was a demo form. I guess to your sales team. Most people have some kind of like high priority form like that, whether it's contact us or demo or mm. whatever. They seem to be the ones that get attacked the most. And like I had, that's not a scientific, you know, research done on that. But from what my, what I see across everyone that's being attacked, they do attack these high priority forms. Definitely. They're the ones that have a lot more, you know, triggered off them, like an alert. So now. Auto, auto MQL as well. <laughs> right. But this wasn't, it was, there wasn't just one alert. There was other alerts that went on with this. So now. Thousands of emails being sent from Marketo to your own company. And so what they had Gmail, Gmail had a rate limit issue where they had to stop emails go, getting sent to some of the people at their own company because they were getting too many emails. And guess what? We, uh, Marketo, because of the high volume, and because some of these emails were bouncing, was like kept on trying to send these emails even like the next day. So we were called Marketo. We tried to get them to um, stop the emails going out, but they can't because if they stop the because if they're on a, they're on a shared IP. So if they stop the emails going out, they have stopped them from all the other clients on that IP. So they couldn't. These email, they kept on they had this kind of you just have to sit it out and wait it up. So there were some important people at that company who didn't get any emails for a couple of days. From so they could have clients emailing them, investors like whoever trying to email them, internal emails. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. So they were the major things, the emails going out, the emails coming in, like alerts, the Salesforce sync, API limits exceeded, the, um, the integrated systems being affected you know, through the webhook and Clearbit. Um, 
and then you just have to think about kind of the the things that you just don't know yet that's going to happen right how many of those people are in the eu and are going to get upset and have some kind of gdpr complaint how many of those people were potentially um your bias you know it's probably a small percentage but now there's brand implications um and this is something that's happening to a, a lot of marketo customers uh-huh. and it's just there isn't there are some solutions and we'll get to that in a minute um but there isn't really an easy solution so um we're just trying to make sure everyone's aware of this so they can start trying to figure out what they're going to do about it because if you go into the marketo community you know a lot of people are talking about it a lot of people have this issue um just from our experience i don't no many companies that haven't had it in some kind of way right yeah. everyone's even if it's just a few hundred leads or a couple of thousand or something someone's had something happen mm-hmm. and it seems like if you are experiencing this and you are having that smaller amount of leads come through in this smaller attacks and and you're just dealing with them by deleting the forms and everything it does seem to just escalate yeah might be a big attack on the horizon <laughs> Yeah, and we don't want to help, we don't want to scare people, but it, it is, I think people need to know how serious it can get. Yeah, operationally, and, this needs to be on everyone's radar, and I think prioritizing it because of just the downstream effects can be so harmful. Um, so we really need to take it seriously and set yourself up for success instead of just being reactive to when it does happen because um, that's that's most people's approach right once they yeah. see the solutions they end up thinking that's a lot of work we can't prioritize that right now okay we'll just delete the form we'll set up a smart campaign which listens for kind of the similar leads that we saw come in yeah. and delete yeah. them and that's the problem because it, they it changes every time mm-hmm. right so we've had clients, you know, delete, if email address contains this, delete. And then another one comes in with a different email address. They say, okay, if email address contains this other thing, delete. Yeah. If first name contains this, delete. And like where you just don't know what's going to come in next. So there's just no way that that's, that's just not a robust solution that's going to help you sleep at night. It wouldn't help me sleep at night if I was the one responsible. So. Yeah. And until... <clears throat> maybe the other market automation platforms figure out a way to handle this, which I think if you're listening and you work for them, it needs to be addressed. I think that we all maybe should even sign a petition that needs to be addressed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope they did in their response. There is something they're taking very seriously. They said, okay. uh, support. Yeah. so hopefully there's something on the horizon. Yeah. Cause I think they're really- saying it, it is something that's getting worse. I think. Yeah. And that impacts Marketo, right? That can be like system down for some people. So, um, well, this this in this instance, they even um, have been questioning whether Marketo is the right solution for them because of all of this. Yeah. And I think that that would be uh, maybe a, a little bit of an overreaction. I don't know if you know other systems are this this vulnerable. Um, I'm sure every yeah. everyone's dealing with this across every doesn't matter what you're using from a form point of view it's just you know these things can can happen yeah so they're I don't gonna, know they're going to be smart enough to figure out how to get around right you know, so, so the, should we talk about the solutions a little bit or kind of yeah. the, what people 
talk about that. And I think this is, we're still early in our, um, you know, every time this has happened, it's just been dealt with with that quick fix. Um, we've, we've tried to get people uh, to take it more seriously, but because it's been relatively, you know, low impact, everyone's just, you know, let's just do the, delete the form, add, you know, bad data, smart campaign, delete, automatic delete campaigns to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but I think now we're, we're taking this very seriously with our clients and we're going to make sure that everyone is, is protected and bring it up. And that's why we're creating this video. And, yeah. um, that's why we, we're trying to really work through all of the different ways we can fix it. We're speaking to different vendors on, on what they can do. So we're going to, once we go through a lot of this and we work through all of the, the pros and cons through every different method, yeah. um, we're going to release a lot more information on this and examples of where we've created safe yeah. systems and forms. Maybe like a preparation <laughs> guide checklist or something. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are some of those things that you can do to help the situation or, or protect yourself in, in preparation for an attack like this? Well, a lot of people talk about honeypot, but I, from what, um, I read on the community already people are seeing that get bypassed and just, it's just not working. Um, I think it can catch some cases, but it's very easy for someone who's looking to do these spam form fills to figure out that you've got a honeypot and then just, you know, work their way around it. So, um, that I get, all of this is about helping you sleep at night, right? So, uh, I, I wouldn't sleep at night well at night if I was just relying on the honeypot. <laughs> uh, I think that from what is in, from what I've seen and what I've read and what I've tried to, you know, figure out the best, most um, robust solution for this that's available right now is recapture. Yeah. And if you go in the Marketo community. Um, look up Sanford Wyman. He's got tons of stuff on this. He's got, you know, it, some of it's like deep in comments, you know, in different parts of the marketing community, but there's a lot out, there's a lot out there on the pros and cons of doing this. The pro is that it seems to be the most robust solution. Um, the con is that it does take a lot of work. So um, you set it up and we, like, you know, for disclosure, we haven't set it up for, a client yet but we are looking to do that soon and we'll provide a lot more on the pros and cons when we come to that but from all of the research that we've done um you it it isn't it it, it takes a lot of time so you one the least will cut get into marketo regardless right um you just know once they call the webhook to check whether it was a legitimate lead or not you get a confidence score back um and i think you can decide um, how much really risk you want to take based on that confidence score. Um, and, but the problem is, so now you've got the data in Marketo, you kind of know whether it was spam or not. That, then that's not all you have to do, right? Because everything's still going to trigger um, unless you stop it triggering based on this, you know, the, the value or I think they say like put a date or you can use a check, whatever, like whatever field that you're using to say whether it's passed or failed. So if you think, right, you've got your scoring, you've got your triggered form emails going out, you've got your sync to Salesforce, all the things we talked about, like the emails out, the, the alerts, the integrations, the webhooks, the Richmond, um, 
you know, all of that stuff needs to now incorporate this value to say whether it should happen or not. So I've seen examples where um, the trigger is now that value updating. So, so I think that, so the one example that I saw, you know, that it, your trigger for someone filled out form for a piece of content or something, your trigger of that value changing. And then you would say that they, um, uh, you know, filled out that form or went to that web page or whatever in, in a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, like a suppression that maybe you take the confidence where you jump trucks and then you add that on as like a suppression. So you still keep your, but you, but the filled out, the filled out form happens, but then you trigger the web after that. So, oh, right. okay. so you have to trigger from once that comes back, that yeah. data comes back. So. so then if you're doing that and you've got kind of this date on it, um, that I just feel like that could cause some issues where like, okay, maybe they fill out lots of forms in, in one go, yeah. uh, or, you know, whatever that time frame you've put on there, maybe there's a delay in Marketo mm-hmm. or something. So I, it, you, I think you have to, this is kind of like we've done a video on order of operations. You really, this is just another reason to have your order of operations just completely nailed down. And again, you're going to have to rethink your whole order of operations with this because you're going to get data in, you're going to check if it's valid or not, and then you've got to do stuff with it. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you have to have that order set up. Yeah. So it, it's just, that's why a lot of people haven't done this because it just, you have to, it takes a lot to, to figure that out. And then once you, um, once you do that, kind of whatever way that you might have other issues, not as bad as this, so it's still worth doing. So I think that's the most robust one. I think if, if you're not willing to go to that yet, I personally would just remove the first name token from any email that's being triggered. Yeah. Just for now, because if an email goes out, like, thank you for requesting the demo, like, hi there, or just like, whatever, thank you for requesting the demo. Thank you for registering for our webinar. Yeah, no one's expecting their name to be in that email. <laughs> yeah. And, and if... It, Someone's going to reach out to them anyway, like, five minutes later. Right. So. But if they get that with no, like, malicious text in there, then, I mean, that's bad, but it's not as bad if you're starting to send out these, these bad links to people. So at least you can stop that from happening Mm -hmm. because you don't want to get sued because you sent an email to someone at a bank, right? That then they click the link and they get personal, like they, they, that bank gets hacked or something crazy like that, right? Like you would rather just an email go, they can just ignore and move on. And that brings me actually to think about like autoresponders because I feel like it was such an old school thing that I feel like people don't really do that anymore, but you for even content that you download, you're sending them to them again via email. And I think there's reasons why people do that. But the, it, I feel like it's not really worth having all those triggers either based on filling out a form. So just give them the content. If anything, it probably shouldn't be gated anyway. So well, that's, that's the next question. <laughs> just give it to them <laughs> anyway and then don't have an email being sent out. Yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, the, that brings up the next point is like, well, right, like, can we minimize our forms or change our form strategy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, <laughs> well, the, there's, this is one of those things that um, I think a lot of people come up against in 
probably in everything, but I feel like we definitely see it in marketing operations where there's this trigger point or where we're with an issue. And to solve that issue, you have to think about not just kind of the things surround, like the obvious things surrounding that issue. It just keeps on escalating to the point where you kind of fundamentally have to change everything to solve this, potentially solve this one issue. And I think this is a really good example of that where we have a spam form fill. So then we think, okay, should we just ungate everything? Then if you want to ungate everything, um, you're probably, you've got metrics that you're tracking and goals around lead generation and MQLs, and you've got your SDR team to feed with leads. So you'd have to rethink your, your lead lifecycle. You'd have to rethink your metrics around your lead lifecycle, your SDR model, like inbound SDR model. Um, because if you take away all your forms, you're, you're going to potentially get less leads. Um, you have to rethink your content strategy because you, instead of, you know, having a goal of content to just generate leads, it's going to be more, you know, you have to look at different metrics to judge the success of that content. So, I mean, you start off with these forms and now you're going to re-architect your whole demand funnel, your whole metrics, your everything from a marketing perspective. But maybe like you need to think, is it time? It's, It's kind of like if you're diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, you're not just going to keep eating where you can just schedule time directly with people now yeah. right it's just and, it's and very easy to get that done yeah and then that's just a great experience in general from the you know user experience and then potentially replacing things with like a chat bot which those will probably end up getting maybe figuring out how to hack those but for now we don't really see that happening and so that might be where you um are have a way to capture that interest um, but through a chat on set of the form. Mm-hmm. And then I think alternatively, maybe using more creativity to figure out how you can minimize some of these downstream effects too. So even for your alerts, does it even make sense to send alerts via email anymore? Because you're, you're going to have those issues where you internally you just launch off 125,000 emails to your employees. <laughs> it's not likely those people are even going to receive those alerts anymore because your email client has already figured out like, oh, this might be spam. But maybe you have Slack. So maybe you just turn to Slack. So you're, pro- you're, probably, you're probably getting 125,000 Slack messages anyway just when yeah. you work at a- <laughs> But if you have going just to just normal channel, messages. that can be like, hey, guys, Sales team, mute this channel for now. We're having an issue. Instead of just, you can't say to your team, mute your Gmail inbox. Yeah. You know, so that is an easier thing to combat. So it's really right now in the hands of marketing ops to think creatively around ways that you can compromise 
and they might be better. Like your sales yeah. team probably using Slack more than they're ignoring your email. So that is even better in general. And, and so, like I said, it's, it's maybe a little bit of pain to make those changes, but maybe it's changes that we should be making anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it all comes back to just really thinking through your instance yeah. and figuring out the, where you have these vulnerabilities where you could be, uh, if you are attacked, mm-hmm. what you, what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And you can just yeah, create a create a lead and just see everything that's happening to that lead and go, okay, oh shit, okay, this, you know, there's an alert sent here. There's it's sinking yeah. Salesforce here. It's you know being added to these programs. It, all of this is happening. Okay, what is what are some of this stuff that? Because so many people that you've inherited an instance, some things you didn't even know were happening in a lot of cases. So yeah, do that to. audit, figure out what could happen. Um, but then I think one of the other um, solutions, and I think this is going to take a lot more digging into to figure out exactly how to do it, but um, you know, you're not using Marketo Forms anymore, but still using Form, but using another form provider. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to do a bit more research into other form providers to see if there's anything that we can do or if you have the, the, a third-party form with an integration and that integration point has something that you can do um, to either, you know, limit a lot of requests at one time or check if, if it has some kind of uh, way to check if that data is, you know, bad or not. I think that's going to still be difficult. Yeah. But if you, you know, trying to stop the data, I mean, if you, if you stop the data before it gets in Marketo, that's perfect, right, if you can so I think we're going to be exploring those issues. We, uh, we recommend a lot of people to kind of look into that. So the more of us in the MOPS community that gets out there and trying to figure out solutions, so someone's going to come up with you know, the best, uh, most balanced solution that doesn't require you know, tons and tons, tons of work, re-architecting everything, um, and then, but is also quite secure. Maybe that's recapture. But for now, I think it's worth keeping all options open. Yeah. Um, and trying to figure out if there's maybe, I know we don't want to add like more and more tools to our stack, but like really we don't, if there's a way that we could stop data getting in, the this type of data even getting into Marketo, I know it's going to be a really tall order, it's going to be hard, but that would just be ideal, right? Because then everything could stay the same. But yeah. but yeah, I think it's just one of those things we're going to have to keep on um, just working on it, all of everyone, and then trying to figure out if, yeah, I think there's lots of conversations in Slack channels that we're in and um, the community and yeah. the more and more people that bring it up, maybe the more Marketo might be able to th- get a good solution or a third-party tool might be able to uh, get a good solution or, you know, someone's going to come up with something and then it's kind of an arms race then. You know, then the, the, ha- the spammers are going to come up with something else. But, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing and I think, really the point of this was to get out i think a lot of people know this is going on but they haven't really seen it get that serious so to, yeah. to understand how serious it can get yeah good to know yeah so make this definitely a priority for your team and you don't have a huge team potentially reach out to um vendors or agencies even like cs2 like us but I can really partner with you to um, help you figure out a plan or even talk through ways that you can help minimize your risk. Yeah, and even even then, like 
we're going to be putting a lot of information out there, right? So like, yeah, look, look out for that. that. Look, go check out the community, see what people are talking about there. Get yourself added to some Slack channels where people are talking about this. Um, we're going to be putting out content as we go through this sort of stuff. So, yes. you know, there's, just try and get, get the information, right? Totally. Yeah, stay informed and do what you can right now. All right, Anything well, else you... to be afraid of right now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother video. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have any other tips that you've done that have helped, um, let us know or tweet us or message us on LinkedIn, then we can hopefully share that with you all. So yeah. See you next time on board. Yeah.